Spencer. In our testimony chapel today, uh, we have two microphones that are here at the front, and uh, for those that are on this side, you can come down this way. On this side, you can come down this way. Uh, there'll be lines uh, on each microphone, and uh, typically what we do is at the end of every round, you say, how long is a round? Only God knows. Um, some are shorter, some are longer than others, but we want to give time uh, to, for everybody to be able to uh, praise or We just ask for one testimony per person, by the way, so I know sometimes somebody, I forgot something, I need to come back up. You, when you come up, you can get it all in one swipe, all right? And we want to make sure to allot time for everyone that would like to give a testimony. This is open to faculty, staff, students uh, that would, would like to come. And so uh, in just a moment... Uh, I'm going to ask for that, and then what we'll do in between the rounds is we'll have some music, and as Brother Reem directs on that, uh, he can insert uh, whatever congregational or special number, whatever he would like uh, in that time. All right, so we're going to go ahead, and we're going to start, and we'll do the first round of testimonies. If you'd like to give a testimony this morning, I'm going to ask you to slip out and come, and uh, we'll take these that are on their feet, and uh, after that, we'll give it to round two, all right? So we'll have, a, have another round. Isabel Eddy, I am a senior music and elementary education major. God has been working in a lot of silence this semester. Um, it's been a lot of weight on this, and uh, let me take that, and do you still trust me? And um, today I'm going to go pick up my car. Uh, I was able to buy a car, and I was looking back on the semester. There was not a single day that I wondered, okay, Lord, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not going to have a ride to school. No, every single day I had a ride to school. Every single day that I needed a ride to work, I had a ride to work. Every time I needed to go to the grocery store or to church, I had a ride. I have not had a car for three months, and I have had the ability to go pick up my groceries, to go home 15 minutes from here, to go to church an hour from here, to go to work an hour from here. I have not lacked what I needed, even if I didn't, God didn't provide the way that we were wanting him to or way we expect him to when we lose things. There are so many other things that I haven't had that are necessities that God has simply said, I am enough for you, and you do not need to ask for that. Yes, eventually you will get that when you need it, when you actually need it. But right now, I'm enough for you, and today will be your provision for today. Tomorrow is tomorrow's problem. And I just want to praise the Lord that that's what he's been teaching me this semester. Okay, Caroline. Caroline Farley, uh, four-year English Bible studies. And God has been doing a lot this semester. Um, he provided me with wonderful roommates. I was really worried about that before I came here because roommates will make or break your college life <laughs> and your spiritual life as well. But it's... Um, I was really worried that I was going to get someone who's going to influence me the wrong way, but both of them were just so loving and caring and understanding, and they both counseled me in many things. Um, he also provided me, like, two jobs, which was really nice, but also it keeps keeps me on my toes. So um, that, that was a real blessing as well. Okay. Brianna High, sophomore elementary education major from Ohio. Um, this testimony is kind of similar to some that I've given before, but I'm really just in awe of how the Lord has revealed himself to me this semester. 
Um, at the beginning of the semester, Brother Alton Beale preached on um, having um, burning bush moments in your life and like just where the Lord's presence is just very real. And I was convicted because I was like, I don't, I haven't had some of those moments in a while, if, if ever, where the Lord just clearly spoke to me. And I was like, I, Lord, I want that this semester. And I can definitely think of two instances where he gave me that, where I will always remember the Lord, the Lord spoke to me that day. Like he gave me an answer I was seeking, or he gave me an encouragement that I needed. And I know it was from the Lord. And so I'm just thankful for how he's just made himself very real to me this semester. Good morning, uh, Patrick Rains, sophomore, uh, second man music major from Ohio, and this is tough uh, to figure out what I want to say. Uh, there's just so many ways God has blessed me. I'm thankful for my family, for the Lord helping me. Uh, you know, I'm in my third year of college, and He's been faithful. Um, but a few months ago, the Lord gave me a passage of scripture, um, Psalm 77, verses 13 and 14. Uh, thy way, O Lord, is in the sanctuary, who is so great a God as our God. Thou art the God of wonders. Thou hast declared thy strength among thy people. And the Lord has been really using that passage of scripture to just work in my heart. Because it has been easy sometimes to look at other people and think, yeah, they have a great God. And tempted to think, I don't really have a great God, you know. I have not experienced the tremendous big blessings that other people have. And yet God has shown me that I do have a great God. And his greatness has been in just the daily things that I have taken granted for many times, uh, just waking up every day. Um, God just graciously allowing me to have another day to live for him and serve him when I've messed up, I've made a mess, you know? And I just praise God that uh, he has always been faithful when I've not been faithful. He's always loved me when I've not loved him, and he's always been merciful and gracious to me when I've not been merciful and I've not been gracious. And so I just want to praise the Lord about that. Amen. Paige. Paige Smart, I am a sophomore music major from Tennessee. I was just thinking about the attributes of God that I was thankful for yesterday, and one that just really stood out in my mind was that God is our rock. And the verse came to mind, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I and just, I think it's a great verse as a college student because we can choose to be overwhelmed by so many different circumstances, but just choosing to trust that he is our rock and that we can stand confident in him. So I'm thankful for him. Josiah Hill, sophomore pastoral major from Ireland or Wisconsin, you can choose. Um, the Lord, when I came last year here to Ambassador, and actually before then when I was at PCC too, the Lord was started teaching me very specific lessons as I was in college. And so I started writing down uh, those lessons because I didn't want to have to go through the same lessons again twice. And also because I thought this will probably come in handy uh, later if God is taking time to teach me. So I think I'm on like, like lesson 17 that I've recorded. I'm sure God's taught me more things, but at least those are things that I thought, wow, that's, that's a milestone. And one thing this semester that God was revealed to me was that as he is teaching me these lessons, I kind of have a cyclical response to them, right? I'm At the beginning, I'm kind of like, God, why you put me in, through another thing again? And then halfway through, I'm like, okay, God, I suppose I can trust you. And at the end, I'm like, oh, I see what you were doing. Thank you for that. 
And it was almost like God said to me, so why can't you jump to the end at the beginning? Why can't you be thankful for what I'm about to put you through and what you're starting on because you, I, I've proven to you who I am so you can trust me for, through the whole process instead of getting to a point where you start to be thankful. And so that's really what I've been working on this semester is every time something new crops up and a new lesson I can see, okay, God's trying to teach me something new, to start with the right attitude, say, okay, thank you, God, I trust you. I'm not, I don't want to go through this, uh, a stage of complaining and then learning how to trust. I just want to trust the whole way and thank you the entire time. Hello, I'm Rachel Mayo, sophomore elementary education major, and I'm from Polkton, North Carolina. Uh, I just wanted to praise the Lord for his continuing guiding hand in my life, and I wanted to read a couple of verses. Um, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. These two verses have been coming up quite a lot this semester, and I've needed them every single time that the Lord has brought them to my mind or a preacher has mentioned them in the pulpit. And I just wanted to praise the Lord for being there when I need his knowledge and his understanding. Because every time I try to lean on my own understanding, I end up falling on my face. And um, I, over, over the semester, I have begun to realize more and more that I don't know everything and I can't know everything. And if I tried to know everything, I would go crazy. And I just want to thank the Lord that every single time I have put my faith and my trust in his knowledge, his wisdom, his understanding, he has never let me down. And I just, I'm so thankful that he knows better than me because if I, I knew everything out, it would be terrible. So I just wanted to praise the Lord for that. Okay. Uh, Samuel Hanke, a senior studying uh, evangelism and music. Um, I'm very thankful for the message that uh, Brother Silver preached uh, in Thursday in chapel. Um, God works all things together for good. Uh, and, and just the stability that that brings to my life. Um, through a series of events over the past uh, several weeks, I ended up breaking up with my girlfriend last week. But when that happens, a lot of the times, you know, like for people who are lost, you know, they, they bottom out. But what I've found is that the influence that God has on your life to, to uphold you and, and to support you, to change your, it, it really does change your life. You know, the, the lost, they don't have the comfort of the Holy Spirit indwelling in them. They don't have a God who's all-knowing and all-powerful to be able to orchestrate and direct their lives. Um, you know, but, but I, I have those promises. Deuteronomy says that um, underneath are the everlasting arms. Underneath of what? Underneath of me. Um, you know, the, the, the psalm says that um, when my flesh and my heart faileth, God is the strength in my heart. You know, when the lost, when their strength runs out, it, it's, it's gone. They don't have anything. Um, but I'm very thankful that God is all-powerful um, and, and that he, he works all things together. And that just that, that personal care that he takes in our lives and that support that he gives, the stability that that brings to our lives. You know, we see it over and over in the hymnal, uh, but we can live it. And so I'm very thankful for that. Hello, I'm Julie Tapp. I am a sophomore double major of Ed in music. Um, I've been thinking, I'm like, okay, I need a praise for Praise Chapel. And <laughs> I, I believe it was Monday, if I got my dates correct, the Lord just did something really special for our family. My dad has been struggling with severe back pain, and it got to the point where he had to go to a neurosurgeon, and they said, we can't really find anything. You're going to have to have an MRI. And normally that takes about 
two weeks or so to schedule, and then it's another week or so before follow-up. So it would be like looking towards January almost before we found out what the problem was. And um, my mom told me Saturday, like, we're calling this one place that you can sometimes get in really quickly if you have a referral. And the Lord worked it out. So Monday, my dad got in to have the MRI done. And then today, he's having his follow-up appointment to find out what the problem is if they found anything. So in less than a week, the Lord worked out what should have taken three or more weeks. And then other praise was just this morning. Many all you saw the email about the key fob that was found. That is my key fob that is missing for two or three weeks. So that's a humongous praise we found that. And then last of all, just a lot of you mentioned like throughout the semester what the Lord's been teaching you. Over and over the Lord's brought me back to the verse that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And I'm just so thankful that he's, my steps are ordered by him. And also just the assurance that he gives us reminders, verses, and even songs that go with those verses to just encourage us every day. Okay. Charlie. Charlie Cowart. Uh, I'm a sophomore pastoral major from uh, Altoona, Pennsylvania. I really wish I could tell all y'all how good God's been to me just this year. But really, I just want to um, elaborate on how God brought me to Ambassador. Um, so as many of you know, I went to uh, Bill Rice Bible Institute, now uh, Bill Rice Bible College. Uh, I did two years there, and I was going to be done. And so I was praying, Lord, uh, what should I do this fall? Uh, you're going to have to provide a job. You're going to you're gonna have to start lining things up for me here. Um, and in order to get through the second semester, uh, at the Institute, I had to uh, take out a loan also to help um, pay for that. Um, but during the summer, uh, during uh, training week, um, the finance lady came up to me and says, Charlie, someone um, paid off your loan entirely. You're, you're completely debt-free. So that was a huge praise. And then the following week, I had a, a requested a church group in my cabin, uh, real, real good friends. Um, and the youth pastor came up to me and said, hey, someone would like to uh, pay for half of the first semester of a school of your choice, and so that was that was a big blessing. But then I was praying, oh, wh where should I go? What should I do? Should I stay at the institute, continue there? Should I go somewhere else? PCC, Crown, Ambassador. I had all these questions, um, but it was just very clear. Um, the next week after that, um, uh, Dr. Beal was actually preaching at, at the ranch, and then I actually had some of you guys in my cabin uh, for camp, and so that was, that was a, I got a lot more information about Ambassador, and then throughout the summer, it was just, uh, made, the Lord made it very clear that this is where I need to be, and so I'm very grateful for his direction. It just seems like yesterday, Charlie, you're sitting by that double glass doors <laughs> garden there like they do at the uh, ranch when they have you stationed there, I still remember that, so yes, sir, come ahead. My name is Adam Coffey. I'm from Shelby, North Carolina. I'm a senior here studying music. Uh, I want to praise the Lord for uh, a number of things. Uh, first off is the, uh, really the lesson he, he, uh, God taught me through camp and has continued to teach me that through this uh, semester, and that's the uh, truth of no turning back. And uh, he showed me a lot of things over the summer, uh, gave me a lot of things to uh, make my standards, and he said, "Now that you're going, now that you're going back, uh, you need a, you need a theme to say. Okay, this is what I'm going to stick to." And he says, "And he said, how about no turning back?" And uh, the uh, brother Selver was here the other day, and he preached on that. He's preached on no turning back. And I thought about it again. And I was like, I can see places see places in my life through uh, th just just in this short little time of being out of camp that I have turned back a little bit, and I can't do that. And so I want to praise the Lord for showing me that. 
And then I would also like to praise the Lord for uh, really how big our God is and how, gr- how much he loves to answer our prayers and save people. And the number of people that have been saved this semester, he hasn't given me the, a privilege to uh, be the one to uh, show, show someone how they can know for sure they're going to heaven and not ha- allow me to be able to want to be that person that, that kneels and prays with them or something like that. But each week I've prayed, Lord, would you give me some, would you give us someone on visitation? And maybe it's, and it's not been, and it's not been me, but other people have gotten up here and said, uh, this person got saved or this person got saved and this person got saved. And though I was not, the, I have not been the vessel directly used. He's used my prayers to be able to say, and maybe in somebody else's life to say, here's fruit for you. Here's fruit for you. And I just want to praise the Lord for the number of souls that he's saved this uh, year. Amen. David. David Mickey, uh, Youth Ministries Manager, freshman. Um, <clears throat> I got three things real quick. Uh, uh, well, first is a bit of a prayer request. Uh, the lady that I went to the Lord uh, actually quit Burger King, so I haven't been able to you know, follow up and disciple her more. So just pray for her. But uh, a blessing, though, is um, like there's been so many. Like that's the one thing that I've been, you know, you know, going through too is that just praising God through like even the hard times, even the disappointments. Like you know, the lady I went to the Lord uh, quitting Burger King and stuff like that. I mean, as hard as that was, I mean to find out last month, you know, Monday. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's so um, a blessing because I mean that means someone else can uh, see the, get, get, you know, get part of that fruit too and come along and disciple her. So it doesn't always have to be me. <laughs> so, um, so one of the things that uh, another blessing is that I actually got to preach my first message at Carson. <laughs> so that was a blessing too. And but more so than even the message itself was just how God prepared me to through it. You know, it, 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 he worked on me the more than I think I worked on them too. You know, just um. You know, giving God praise even through trials, even through the hard times, and I've had a few of this this semester already. <laughs> but um, just uh, just that, and I, and uh, one last praise is um, actually uh, I was actually able to get got a really good opportunity to water so a seed I planted in a coworker. Uh, you know, I was actually uh, able to witness him a couple times while I was at work, and uh, last uh, last Monday I was actually able to. Um, like uh, he needed to ride home, and he didn't, like, and it was dark after dark hour and everything, and so I was like, okay, well you need to ride home. I can give you a ride. So, and we got to talking, and I didn't get to see him saved right then and there, but I mean, it, it was just an excellent opportunity to water the seed I planted, and just uh, I just praise God for you know the opportunities He gives us that we uh, don't really see until we're in the moment, and just just always being open to that, and yeah. So I just praising God for that, and just. Uh, Learning to praise him even through the hard times, too. Amen. Caden? Caden Smith, uh, freshman, one-year Bible from Kentucky. Uh, This time of year is very special for me because I was saved on November 21st, 2009. And uh, I just um, praise the Lord for the salvation he offers to every one of us. Uh, I also was reminded of the fact I have one particular relative uh, that was actually there when I was saved, and they have called me every single year every, the day I was saved, wishing me a happy spiritual birthday. Uh, that relative uh, has recently gotten to some dementia, and uh, for the first year, uh, the day before yesterday, uh, I didn't get the call, um, which 
it was sad on one end, but on the other end, it, it was a good reminder to me how important it is that we carry on the faith. And and I want to stand here and just say I'm so thankful for the spiritual heritage that my parents have passed on to all of us kids. Okay, Sarah Beth. Sarah Beth Graves, senior missions major from Dora, Alabama, and I just wanted to get up and praise God for what he's been working on my heart this semester. Coming into the semester and during the semester, like all of y'all, but I've had a lot of challenges, especially with health, unexpected, and just a lot of unanswered questions. And during the semester, it's been so easy to question God, like, why isn't it improving? Why is why am I just getting more questions rather than answers? Senior year, you know, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? Why don't I know yet? But about halfway through the semester, getting ready for a revival, my pastor said something that has really stuck with me. He said, we are desperate for God. And God has helped me to see that these trials in all of our lives, it's not a curse. It's actually a blessing because every day we're so desperate for God. And these trials just help us see, help me see personally every day how I can't do anything without him. And he's guiding my every step. So I'm just so thankful that I'm desperate for God. Eli Roberts, freshman evangelistic major from Yatesville, Pennsylvania. Um, I just have three praises. I can't promise that they'll be coherent or quick, um, but none of them will be incriminating like past ones. Um, (laughs) uh, First thing I want to praise God for is just for my truck. Um, I praise him that when I first got it, it was very cheap uh, compared to some vehicles, but I still want to praise him that it works because I've definitely pushed it to its limits here. Uh, down here in the south, having to go up and down the mountain to church. Uh, I've definitely pushed it, having to go from about 50 to 70 on a very steep hill. Uh, So I just praise the Lord that it still works and hasn't broke yet. Um, Secondly, I want to praise the Lord for my parents and how much they've sacrificed for me. Uh, When looking for going to colleges after graduating from uh, senior year of high school, my parents and I were talking about it, and They offered the same deal to me that they offered to my two siblings, but they said if you wanted to go to Bible college, uh, they would would pay for my entire first year. So I just want to praise the fact that my parents were willing to pay for the entire first year of me coming here um, because they knew, they said they would pay because they knew that if we came here, we'd want to stay longer, and that's kind of my third praise. I just want to praise the Lord for leading me here uh, because at first I was very hesitant and reluctant to come here because I knew if I did come here, I'd want to stay longer. I'd want to do more. Uh, I didn't, at the time, really want to serve the Lord. That wasn't even a forethought in my mind, um, having anything to do with any sort of ministry. Uh, But since coming here, the Lord has really worked on me. And while I'm kicking myself now for my past self being so stupid, um, I just want to praise the Lord that he's led me here, and he's helped me see that this is what he wants me to do and where he wants me to be. So... Zechariah Bowmaster, a pastoral uh, freshman, pastoral major from Bangor, Maine. Uh, Very thankful for the church God has me in down here. Um, Very thankful for things God's done in that church uh, recently. Um, At least past over the over the past summer, we've had a a couple people uh, start coming to church. So it's uh, in addition to those we've had already. So that's been an encouragement. Just seeing God work. through people coming, and also uh, with our pastor uh, helping and encouraging us uh, in different ways in ministry, um, being able to spend time with with our pastor and talk with him just about everyday subjects, but 
still uh, being an encouragement to us and also giving us uh, ideas or uh, his views, different views on uh, ministry from his perspective, from a pastor's perspective. And also very thankful for um, him encouraging us to uh, participate in the services as well. Uh, maybe uh, not trying not not trying to be pushy, but at the same time, hey, uh, willing to use us if if we're 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 willing. So it's just very encouraging to have a pastor that really wants to help us grow. Amen. Mrs. Bunn. Uh, my name is Amy Bunn, and yes, I'm going to cry. I am very thankful that I saw our youngest son um, graduate from college this year and also get married. Um, those events are special to me. As a couple of years ago, he attempted to take his life. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am grateful for the healing and the spiritual growth that the Lord has provided to him through that darkness as he continues to grow him and use him in the ministry. Amen. We rejoice with you all. That's wonderful. Brother Reem, if you'd let us know about the music. Take your hymnal, please, and let's sing together number 39. As we are singing, I'll ask the ensemble if they would get into place. And as they get into place, they'll need to adjust themselves a little bit because we've got a couple of folks that can't sing with us this morning because they have a lack of talent. Uh, no, they actually have a lack of voice today. I mean, you... But I had to say something snarky. All right, number 39, please. Let's stand, please, and we'll sing, Come Ye Thankful People.
you may be seated. Now the, uh, the ensemble would like to minister the gospel in song with an old gospel song called The Song of the Soul Set Free. In a moment, we'll have uh, some more testimonies. They'll come and join you. I want to say this while they're coming down. I hope that in a service like this, that all of you will participate. And when I say participate, I don't necessarily mean giving a testimony. Uh, Putting a gun to somebody's head to give a testimony, that's sort of fruitless, and I'm not talking about that. But when I talk about you participating, not just in this service, but in any, any service, listen, I believe every Christian ought to participate in every service. When you hear a testimony, if you hear, if you hear all these testimonies today, 
and nothing rings true in your heart. You're a spectator, but you're not a participant. And I hope that as you hear testimonies today, that even though you're the one, not the one doing the talking, I hope that you'll let the Holy Spirit do the encouraging. And that you'll have that sense in your heart that God's at work. And uh, God's certainly been at work in mine this first round of testimonies. We'll take some more. So we'll take a second round here for those that like to come. We'll take these that are on their feet on this way. And if you're slow to the draw, that's okay. We'll have another opportunity, okay? So we'll take uh, these individuals here. And uh, all right, we'll start with you, Hannah, all right? Hello, I'm Hannah Ashbury. I am from Taylor, South Carolina, and I am a senior music major. Um, while I was praying to the Lord, I was like, can you give me a testimony to say today? And it's not necessarily because I couldn't think of anything to say. It's just there's so many things that has happened, and the Lord has blessed me in so many ways. But he laid it on my heart to um, thank him about music, and specifically for the ability to play an instrument. Well, actually two, but um, <laughs> um, well, I grew up in Malawi, Africa. Most of you know that, um, and it's very hard, you know, to get an instrument and to learn how to play it because they're expensive, and I don't know, you just can't really find any instruments over there. And but just looking back on it, I've been playing the clarinet for uh, over ten years, I think, and. Um, just looking back on how he gave it to me. So as long as I can remember, I've always wanted to play, play an instrument. It didn't really matter what it was. I just was. I just, I just, I just had that desire. And one time when we were on furlough, the Lord just gave this clarinet to me. Um, he used a lady in the church that we uh, used to go to, and she just said, uh, I just have this clarinet lying around. Would you like it? And I said, sure. And so I took it. <laughs> and uh, I had it in my mm, closet for a little while, but because I didn't have anybody to uh, teach me how to play it. And But then uh missionary family came, and the Lord uh, allowed the missionary's wife, uh, she had played clarinet in high school, and so she was able to uh, teach me how to play. And... Um, just giving me the ability, you know, to continue that. I know, you know, some people have accidents and they can't play. They physically, you know, can't play. But I'm just thankful that the Lord has allowed me to learn it and has allowed me to just use it in uh, different services to praise him. And also, you know, there's sometimes where you can't really express in words what you want to or how you want to praise the Lord. But in music, you can express uh, your praise to him, and I just want to thank the Lord for that and for all that he's done. Okay, I like you. Sophia Wilson, um, I am an elementary education major, and I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. Coming to college was one of the hardest decisions that I have ever had to make. And I don't regret it, but... I'm just so thankful how far God has brought me in um, providing for me in the smallest way that <laughs> it's kind of silly how much he cares about the small details of your life. And I just want to thank him for being there for me. When I think about when I first got here, I was 
scared of everything. <laughs> um, and he was just there all the time. And um, I wanted to share a verse that he's given to me recently. It's technically two verses, so I'm going to take one line. I'm going to read it as I have it underlined in my Bible, so don't think I'm adding or taking away from the scripture. Um, <laughs> but it's Psalm 77, verses 2 and 10, and it says, In the day of my trouble, I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. And this, these two verses, just God showed me When you can't do it, he can. When you're at your lowest, he's still holding you. And the years that you spend in service to him will be the best years of your life. And I'm just thankful for that. Amen. Abigail Crow, freshman um, music major from Mississippi. Um, I just wanted to thank the Lord for um, um, my prayer life this semester. I I really bettered my personal prayer life because before, a lot of times we would be driving in the truck or whatever, and like our family would say, my mom would like give us an update on someone and say we need to pray for so and so, and so it's kind of like a a we need to pray so. I kind of pushed the responsibility to someone else, and I didn't pray for it myself. And in the back of my mind, I just thought, if I don't start praying myself, I'm never, if I don't have the time for it now, I'm never going to have it any other time. So I just, um, this semester, I, um, I was praying more in my personal life and praying by myself and not... I, I pray with other people too, but um, just by myself, I would pray, and I've seen so many answers to prayer, and it's so much better um, when it's personal. You can say, I prayed for that, and it wasn't just we prayed for that. It was I prayed for that, and God answered my prayer. I just wanted to thank him for that. Amen. Andrew. Uh, Andrew Lawrence, a freshman, missions major, and um, man, I'd just like to say beforehand, when you start thinking about all the things that you should be thankful for, uh, at least for me, is like so humbling, uh, because when you, when you start to become prideful about certain things, if you start to think about all the things you can be thankful for, you start to realize that your whole being, literally who you are, is given by God. Uh, the eyes that you see with, the ears that you hear with, uh, the legs that you walk on, all of that is not yours. In, um, God made that. But um, there are two things really this year that have just been really, they've stuck out to me. And the first one is that uh, God has his own will for my life, and He and my will is not what he wants. And uh, I'm very thankful for that because, uh, let's be honest, we all make stupid decisions, and I make a lot of them. Um, and God knows what's best. And um, a lot of times in the moment, it's you want to fight it. At least I do. I, I, I want to fight with the Lord has because um, it's not what I want. It's not the most fun thing or the easiest thing to do. But um, what God has showed me is that if I just choose his will, it's going to be the best. You know, if you look back at all the decisions you could have made, 
you realize you're you'd be in a mess. I'm I would be in a mess. So, um, and you know, that is a very sobering thought. And I'm so thankful for that. And then the second thing is um, being here at college. I've realized that each of the little sermons that Dr. Spencer does or uh, Mr. Hankey does or the services in here, being at Crossroads, uh, I came in with the mentality of like, oh, I'm a pastor's kid, so I'm just going to learn Greek and, you know, become smarter. But um, <laughs> after the first service, I realized that I have a lot to, to, I have a lot to do. I have a ways to go. And... Uh, you can just look back. It's not even been a semester. And to see those rough edges that God has been chipping off in my life, um, I'm not even close to being there. You'll never be there. Uh, you, you'll always grow. But um, I'm so thankful that the Lord is patient with me and uh, just allowing me to grow in, in his own time. So, Amen. Kyle Boylston, I'm a senior music major. Um, I'm not really sure where I'm from anymore, but... Uh, Psalms uh, 9.3 says, When I consider thy heavens, the works of thy fingers, the moon and stars that thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him. And um, I was just thinking about those verses. Um, when, when I think about, you know, all that God has made and just the universe, and it says the works of his fingers, um, I'm not really sure what that means. I, I was just thinking about that. But I want to think about, like, working on something with your fingers. That's, like, detailed, delicate, intricate work. And that's the galaxies. That, that is God's delicate, mm-hmm. intricate work. At least that's how I interpreted that. <laughs> uh, Mr. Hinky might can correct my Hebrew. I didn't look at that. But just, just the fact that just the, all the amazing things that God has made from, from galaxies and universes to, to just microbiome, just, just all, the, all the different things that God's made and from so detailed and small. And then the next verse, what is man? And I mean, the Bible talks about where we are worms, we are um, grass that fadeth away in, in a day. And, when, and but God considers us, he thinks, um, I, I, I misquote, um, mindful of us. He, he thinks about us, and he visits us. I mean, what's the la- when's the last time you thought about, and, and with compassion, about worms and, um, and, and grass? I know Alethea hates worms, so. <laughs> just, you know, I'm, just, I'm just saying that we, we don't even consider things like that, and yet God, as pitiful as we are, he loves us and he cares about us, and I can't understand that, so I'm just thankful. Amen. My name is Josiah Crow. I'm a senior music major I'm from Olive Branch, Mississippi. I'm going to forewarn you, this, this testimony might be longer than normal, my testimonies are. But um, all the time I've been at college, uh, I've, I've been a music major since the second semester, and I always, I always wanted to do music, and my favorite thing to do was, was to sing. And so I, I worked at it, and I, I tried to learn. But I, when, as a tenor, every time I got to the, to the break of the voice, then I couldn't get over it, which means I can't sing like I'm supposed to. And so I struggled, and I, I kept working, and I kept struggling, and I kept praying for God to allow me to figure that out. And I couldn't work with Doc Scoville. I still couldn't. 
And it frustrated me. Like every time Ensemble would sing, I would struggle to sing the way what I was supposed to sing. Every every time I sang a solo, I would I even if I planned some the climax at the end of a song, I was always worried that I couldn't do it and frequently I had to change it at the very end because I knew I couldn't do it. And it just frustrated me time after time again. And I just just kept praying for the Lord to bless me because I believed I wasn't called to preach, so if I'm called to be a musician, I should do it well. And so it it frustrated me more than anything else that I've ever had in college. And then this summer, I was traveling with a group, same struggles on all our quartet numbers, even though they're relatively easy. And finally, at the end of the summer, I got some testing done and found out that some of my, my health issues were because of my diet. And because I was not eating too few things, I needed to eat fewer things, and so, <laughs> and so that kind of that kind of stung. I was like, well, that's great. So, we just I did my best to adjust. Mr. Marco has done a lot of that work. I'm really thankful for his work that he's done because it's not easy to do all the stuff he's done. And so, uh, I, I lost a lot of the stuff that I loved in my food, but then through the semester, um, the Lord started giving me opportunities to to like um, train, train one of the quartets here. He started giving me opportunities to, to write in core writing and arranging class, and he really blessed a lot of the work there and allowed all those aspects to really blossom. And then um, as my body got cleared out of, the, uh, just out of the stuff I was eating before, I suddenly became able just to, uh, the, note, the note I was pursuing was F sharp. Um, I started being able to hit that note, and I started to be able to cross over that break and now I can, I can do what I always wanted to do. And I'm not, I'm not like great at it, but it's like the road is open. And aside from, aside from my coworkers and relatives getting saved, which is still in my heart, but aside from that, that was my number one prayer request. And it's like the Lord has opened the door, and now I can work at that. Now I'm progressing. I don't know what the Lord will have for me in in the future ministry, but whatever it is, I'm glad that what I've always enjoyed being able to do, the Lord's opened up for me. And I'm just so grateful for all the circumstances that God allowed, and I'm so grateful to see just to, just to see the whole picture, and now I'm I'm really looking forward to my ministry after college. I, I was tempted earlier this semester. I was thinking, well, maybe I should just stop taking voice because I I can't get anywhere. Maybe just focus on piano because I was getting better at that. Um, <laughs> but I I just and but I, I I knew I just said, well, I don't. The Lord didn't tell me to give up on voice. So I think it is as well for me to continue. And I just kept working, and the Lord just blessed. And I'm so grateful for that. Because I think it means more to me than anything I've ever, I've ever been through. And I'm just thankful for the Lord for that. Okay. Yes, sir. My name is Jonathan Coffey. I'm a senior youth ministries major from Shelby, North Carolina. And Lord, i just like to praise the Lord for my entire tenure, however long that's been. Um, but um, it's, 
it's interesting listening to the freshmen come up here and realizing how much this just half semesters changed them. But just looking back on every my entire tenure, there's only two words I can describe it, and that's amazing grace by both God and the teachers. <laughs> um, I was reading this morning in Psalm 107, and it was talking about it's good for men to praise the Lord, um, but it was it was giving us several allegories in between all, saying that multiple times, and it was talking about these guys who go out on the ocean, these ships, and try to uh, navigate these big helms, and it just reminded me of college. <laughs> you, you come in, th- you think... We- as a freshman, you're like, I have everything under control. And then you take a Lucan test and a Greek test, and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> Whether you pass or fail, I don't know. But I'm just, you can't get through college without God. And that's one thing he's taught me. Um, internships, people, professors, all the tests you go through, God is with you every step of the way. And as long as I, as long as you trust him, he will get you through to your senior year, how, whenever that is. <laughs> but I just like to praise God because it's only by his grace that I've gotten this far. And I just pray, like to praise the Lord for that. I'm Anna Minion from Shelby, North Carolina. I'm a junior studying missions and music. And I would just like to praise the Lord for his love and his care for us. Um, even in like the tiny details of my day that I forget to ask him for, he still blesses through that. And yesterday we sang, Graze thy faithfulness. And first verse it says, Thou changest not the compassions I feel not, as thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. And on a day-to-day basis, like I, I might change my thoughts, emotions may change but I can always trust in the Lord. I can depend on him to not change. I can always go to him and trust that he will be there and he will give me the strength to get through the day and um, and with the blessings that he gives every day. Amen. My name is Julia Haynes, and I'm a sophomore music major from right here in Shelby. Um, I just want to praise the Lord for just giving us the ability to pray to him and um, specifically in this semester, he's guided me through the semester. I've had some decisions that I had to make, and I realized how much I don't pray like I should. And um, he showed me w- when I had to make these decisions that, like, you need to pray to me more. And, and um, I was praying specifically, like Abigail said, like, it was a personal prayer, and it was it was it meant a lot to me. And um, I got to see the Lord answer that, and it was so exciting to see. And that was something personal. And and the Lord also showed that I needed to be praying more. And I'm just thankful for the Lord leading and just being able to see that in my life. Amen. Tina. Judah Eddy, a senior missions major from Fostoria, Michigan. I just want to pray the Lord uh, for the uh, job He provided for me. Um, I work as a uh, pizza delivery uh, driver for Papa John's. It is, at the same time, both a fascinating job where you to meet a lot of new people and a very depressing job where you meet a lot of new people. Uh, <laughs> 
and if you've ever actually gone through the inner parts of Shelby, you understand exactly why it is both uh, such a great job, but such a depressing job at the same time. And I just want to praise the Lord for how he provided through that job. As a delivery job, we make you, you money off of tips. It's kind of like being an evangelist where you have no idea what your page is actually going to look like because entirely based off tips. So some weeks you can be down in the 300s and other weeks you can be up in 800 and you've worked the exact same amount of hours. And it's, but God through it all has always have provided each every month for what I've needed. I just want to thank the Lord for that. Amen. I am uh, William Raleigh, a uh, freshman missions and music major. Uh, so I just want to praise God for his guidance, and I'm going to start by reading a verse, it's Romans 8, 28, and I know the things, or, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. And I know this is a very common verse, and, you know, we, we hear it a lot, but all things work together for good isn't just the good things, it's the bad things too. And uh, I'm just thankful to God for the many things that I've had to experience in my life, um, the good have been nice and easy, but I'm specifically thankful for the, the hard times and the difficult times because that is what God has used to mold me into I, who I am today and prepare me for the ministry ahead of time. And I've been able to see the fruit of some of those trials come around and that I was able to witness to somebody or help somebody in a trial that I've personally experienced and can relate to. And I know that the things that I haven't yet seeing come, you know, come around in full circle, God will use in the future as well. So I'm just really thankful for that. Um, but then I'm also thankful for uh, God's leading me towards college, um, is that I was, you know, I was in the world in a sense. I wasn't worldly, but um, I was a carnal Christian. And God got a hold of my life and turned me around to him. And he helped me to see through the vanity of the world and of riches and a wealth and career and that there's nothing better to do than to serve in the ministry and to serve full-time for God. And I'm just thankful that he would pick, you know, somebody like me because I don't deserve it any more than anybody else does, but I know that. And so I'm thankful for that. And then I'm just thankful for the, the great gifts that God gives us, whether it's uh, friendships or um, very important people in our lives or just the guidance that he gives us. I'm just thankful for all that God gives and uses in our lives. Yeah. Uh, Lydia Chambers, freshman, English Bible studies major from Rutledge, Georgia. And um, at this time of the year, I always try to think back on uh, the past year and everything that's happened and how it's brought me where I am. And as Andrew was saying earlier, so many things to be thankful for, and it, it's so humbling. And um, the, it, it was about this time last year that I decided to come here I had, it was that summer that I'd surrendered to the ministry, but I'd kind of always known I was supposed to be in the ministry, but I just was resisting it. And so I finally surrendered to that and then surrendered to come here. And then the beginning of 2022, um, the Lord just sent some really big mental and spiritual battles my way that I am so thankful that he delivered me from. There were so many decisions I could have made that would have ruined my life. And I'm just so thankful that God gives us the grace and the strength to go through those things. And then when I came to school, I pretty much, I had a plan in mind. I knew, like, I thought I knew exactly why I was coming here. And, you know, I had a plan for everything I was doing. I thought I had everything figured out. 
excuse me. And then through situation after situation after situation, God just broke that down and broke me down um, in just so many ways. And, um, and then um, this past month especially, I've been able to see a lot of answers to prayer, um, just God's provision, um, and it, it's been amazing. And I'm so thankful that God has brought me here and that God know, has a plan for me and knows exactly what I'm supposed to do with my life. And um, I'm so thankful for, for all of you guys. I was thinking about writing notes to put in people's boxes, but as I started writing a list of people, I was like, this is, I don't have time to do this before it lights out. <laughs> There's just too many people. So I just want to say to everybody, I'm so thankful for y'all. Amen. Antonio. Hi, my name is Antonio Montano, and I'm a freshman evangelist major. And I would like to, uh, you know, praise God from whom all blessings flow. And I just have a few things here. So it's just amazing how God made it possible for, for me to come to Ambassador. You know, he provided for my car to get shipped. Uh, he provided the plane ticket that my pastor got me. He provided shirts. He provided a suit. Um, I'm thankful that God chastens the one he loves. Um, I'm God that I'm grateful that God um, uh, for his for his grace uh, because I at least now I don't think I'll be failing any classes so praise God for that uh, and and thank God that he is not willing that any should perish because uh, since I've been here I've been talking to my parents and things like that and I, I wasn't raised in a Christian home um, but God is working in their hearts he saved my grandma just before I came here and so I'm just really thankful for that amen Hannah Huber, freshman in secretarial studies from Pennsylvania. <clears throat> I want to praise the Lord first for my parents. Um, as I've talked to people, I've realized how blessed I am. And it's like, you hear that you're blessed. You're like, oh, you're blessed. You have such great parents that love the Lord. And it's like, yeah, I know. But when you talk to people that don't, it becomes more real. And I'm just thankful that they're supporting me, that they're happy that I'm here, that they want to encourage me in the Lord, and I'm just very thankful for that. And I also want to praise the Lord for his long-suffering because I make a lot of bad decisions, things that I shouldn't do, whether it's like I know what I'm supposed to do and I still make the wrong decision or I don't know what to do and I don't wait on him and I just make the decision for myself. And so I'm thankful that the Lord is patient with us and that he, when we actually do ask him, he wants to answer us. He wants to answer our prayers and to guide us. And I just want to read two verses from Deuteronomy. The first one is Deuteronomy 7, 9. And it says, Know therefore that the Lord thy God, he is God, the faithful God, which keepeth covenant and mercy with them that love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. And then the other one is Deuteronomy 4, verse 7. And it says, For what nation is there so great, who hath God so nigh unto them, as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for? And that God really is near us, and when we call to him, he will answer us. My name is Lou Cargus, and I'm a sophomore missions major from Shreveport, Louisiana. And I just want to thank the Lord for two specific things that he did this past year. Um, going from last year to this year, uh, I knew that Lord wanted me back here at Ambassador, and I did not have the funds to to come here, and the Lord allowed me to work at Southland Christian Camp to help with that. But also, I knew that I would have to get a job off campus, and I did not have a car, and I, I was praying about it last year, you know, at the end of last year, coming into this year, and 
um, the Lord, without even, without even mentioning it, I had mentioned it to my parents. They didn't, they didn't say anything to anybody else. We were praying about it. And my grandparents, they just felt that the Lord wanted them to give me their old car. And I just thank the Lord that I have a car now and uh, that I can, again, go to a job that the Lord then provided. And that's the second thing. The Lord provided me a job. A job. Excuse me. And uh, I, I did not have the, the funds to pay off the school bill. You know, I, was, I was thinking I might have to sit out a semester. And I, I did not I feel like that's what the Lord wanted me to do. And um, the Lord showed that to me, you know. And I, I was praying about it. And uh, I was praying about it with my parents. And <clears throat> uh, the Lord allowed me to work, get a job at Ingalls. And uh, that wasn't, I wasn't still enough, though. And um, without me mentioning it, uh, my siblings... Um, I have uh, I have five siblings at home, and each of them they gave pretty much everything they have, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful that they love me, and uh, I just uh, I praise the Lord for my family and uh, for my parents and the way that they care about me, and uh, I just uh, I'm so thankful for that. Amen. Sarah Stiles, sophomore missions major from Pennsylvania. Um, I want to praise the Lord for three things. Um, the first is that he is faithful even when I am not, and that he forgives me even though I mess up all the time. And I just want to praise him for that. And then uh, the second thing is, as Brother Kwame Silver was preaching, that God works all things together for good, even like he used the illustration. He even uses the flour and the eggs. And I just want to praise God for the flour and the eggs and the bad things that he's allowed in my life. Um, A year ago, my dad left and moved away. And then over the summer, my brother had a stroke and almost died. And then um, we were told that we had to move this year. And then when my sister came down for school, she developed epilepsy, and then the week she was in the hospital, my mom and my brother got in an accident, and the truck was totaled, and it just seemed like one thing after another after another, but I just want to praise God that he's good, and that he's working it all together for good, and that he loves me, and I just, that he gives me grace for every day, and that I just learned that God is my father, even when my earthly father is not around, my father in heaven is always there, and I just want to praise him for that. Um, and then the third thing is I'm just very thankful for my friends here um, at Ambassador. It's something that I really do not take for granted, and I do not deserve, but I'm just so thankful for friends that point me to the Lord. I'm just thankful for that. Amen. Seth. My name is Seth Hauer. I'm a senior evangelist major from Frederick, Delaware. I just want to thank God for his provision. Uh, it seemed like just yesterday, but it was last year, today's date, that I sat in the finance office across the desk from Mr. Bunn, and Mr. Bunn looked at me, and he said, look, you can't continue college if you don't pay your bill. (laughs) (laughs) You tracking? (laughs) It was then at that moment that I realized that I would have to sit out the spring semester. And I, I, didn't want, I didn't want to sit out. I wanted to continue. So I did what everybody else does. They go to Dr. Spencer's office to pour out their hearts. And 
uh, I'd encourage you, if you haven't done that yet, Dr. Spencer, when he's got his sports coats on, he's Dr. Spencer, but then he puts that vest on, he's Papaw Spencer, <laughs> and he will talk to you. And Dr. Spencer told me, look, maybe this is what God wants. Maybe you could learn more at home than you could at college. And I thought, wow, that that's, doesn't make any sense at all. I don't want to do that. And as the semester came to a close, I, I then made the decision that I was going to stay home and I was going to try to save up some money to continue to go to college this fall semester. And uh, Dr. Spencer, when I was talking to you, you made it sound like, oh, well, you're going to age like a fine pinwheel of Parmesan cheese in Italy and you're just going to be great. But I've got to admit, I'd be lying if I'd say I wasn't bitter. Uh, the first few months, I didn't age like a fine pinwheel of Parmesan. I more aged like the 2% milk sitting in Chad Harrison's fridge. <laughs> So I was, I was very bitter, and I got to the point to where I would watch Monday and Thursday's chapels to hear the testimonies, not because I wanted God to work in my heart, just because I wanted to hear whose bill God paid for, and he didn't even pay for mine. And I started to sit there and listen to people stand up here and say, oh, praise God, he paid my bill. And I thought in my carnal heart, well, I kind of feel like I deserve to be an ambassador more than that person. Why did God pay their bill and not mine? And let me tell you, God, this past spring and summer, got a hold of my heart with a few swift kick in the pants by my pastor. I've, I've given it up to God, and I, I'm so happy to be here, and he's, he's definitely provided. I'm standing here up to date on my bill. So I just want to praise God for his provision, and I just want to thank Dr. Spencer publicly for everything that he's uh, invested in me and just all of the faculty and staff here. Uh, you've done so much for me, and we overlook you so many times, and I just want to publicly get up here and thank you all for that. Phoebe. Good morning, y'all. My name is Phoebe Gullion. I'm a freshman music major from Tobaccoville, North Carolina. I could thank God for just so many things. He's been so good to me. He's given me just this great family, and he saved me at a very early age, and I'm just so thankful that he was able uh, to uh, bring me here to Ambassador and give me the opportunity to be equipped for the ministry. There have been so many great people here who have been an encouragement to me, and I'm just so thankful for it. And the other day I was reading in, I forget what book it was, but it was about when Jesus was brought before Pilate, and they had this whole... Uh, conversation and then Pyle asks what is truth and it just really hit me pretty hard I was like so if someone asked me what is truth what would you say exactly and I decided wow God I need you to show me this and so I started searching through the Bible <coughs> and he showed me what truth was he showed me in Psalms it says thy word is truth the word is truth and then in John, it says, the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. It says, Jesus is the truth. He's our way. He's the life. And if someone were to ask me now, what is truth? I would say, Jesus is truth. And the word is truth because they're all the same. They're all synonyms for each other. And it's just something really amazing that God's been uh, working in my life about. And I feel like I just take it for granted so much, just having this great gift of knowing the truth and see it's real y'all and I just I don't know it's real like I can talk about it but how real is it in our lives like we have the truth and this whole world out there is dying without it I mean what hope do they have without truth they have no absolutes nothing to base their lives on 
just hopeless. I mean, I don't know what I would do without the truth of Jesus and his word. And it's, it's helped me so much, but it's also really convicting, like, what am I doing with this truth? Jesus has saved me. He showed me his truth. He set me free with his truth. What am I going to do about it? And it's just something really convicting that God showed me, and I'm just so thankful for truth. Rusty Miller, senior evangelist major from Taylorville, Illinois. I was trying to figure out, I had so many people come up to me and they're going, so well, how's it feel to be in your last semester? You're about to get to the tail end. Well, how does it feel? Well, in five and a half years, I don't really know how it feels anymore. <laughs> but it made me think, how did I even get here? What happened? And just went back to the beginning. I was talking with the coffees this morning. Lizzie brought it up. She goes, Rusty, were you planning on joining the military at one point? Yeah. And it just made me go all the way back to then. I was a week away from signing the papers. I was planning on going in. I already surpassed everything for basic. I was planning on going in to get that rank up right off the bat. And I went and talked to my mom. I said, Mom, what do you think about this? She goes, talk to pastor. So I went to pastor's office and goes, my mom... Just tell me I need to talk with you. He tell, told me to go to one year of Bible college. Oh, great. So my plans went on hold to go and go to this Bible college or whatever. So I went to the Bill Rice Bible Institute for one year. And that really changed my life. It made me realize that God wasn't calling me to the American military. He was calling me to his military. And just... At the beginning of last year, I got a glimpse of what I would have been if I joined the military. And I wouldn't be saving souls, I'd be taking lives. Because some of you know I'm a very ruthless person. (laughs) And if that translated into combat, I wouldn't have cared. I would have kept going. I wanted to be a ranger, I wouldn't have been a ranger. I would have went into the Green Berets. I would have went past that, I would have tried to join Delta. And if there's anything past Delta, I would have joined them too. I wouldn't have stopped. And what God showed to me just in my three and a half years of being here is that when you sacrifice for him, it doesn't matter. And it goes back, and I keep questioning God. God, why didn't you let me join the military? And it made me go back. It made me think of my brother. I don't talk about him that much. He's running from God. He joined the military, served in Iraq, Served three tours, second tour, hit a roadside bomb and almost died. He walked away with bruises and scratches. The Humvee, you can even tell it was a Humvee. Then he went back and served for a third tour. It just made me realize the man's a hero. He was a hero in my eyes, and that's why I wanted to join the military. He's used them before. My dad wasn't really a dad in my life, and my brother was the most fatherly figure I had. And I wanted to make my brother proud. He was, a call, he was called to be a preacher, and he ran from it. He got involved in sin. That man could preach circles around me. At the age of 15, he preached messages like none other before. It made me think, God, why isn't he in the ministry? You made me. I have a military mindset. I have the physique. I could have done it all. Why did he almost die, and why did I not join? I should have died in the military, and he should have been serving God. Then it made me realize, 
we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, rulers of darkness and high places. And God told me, I'm calling you to fight a battle that he could have never fought. You're battling the devil. You're holding him at bay. That way, those people have a chance. Those Iraqis, my brother, I don't even know how many people he killed. He suffers from severe PTSD. He can barely sleep at night. But he's still one of the best fathers I've ever seen, too. He doesn't let that hold him back. God held me back from that so I can see that there are value in the souls out there. I just want to praise the Lord keeping me away from that because I've been counting it up. I should have died nine times before I come. Standing here, I should have died nine times in various different ways, and one of them was just this semester too. But God has a plan for all of us, and I'm thankful that he brought me from that place of being a brat wanting to join the military. And so it feels so hard to say it, but being a man of God, which is a calling that goes far beyond a military officer. Carrie? My name is Carrie Reisinger. I'm a freshman one-year Bible from Winslow, Maine. Um, I want to thank the Lord for his grace and forgiveness. Uh, when I first came to school, I didn't want to come. I didn't want to make any friends. And deep down inside, I wanted it to be the worst year of my life, just to prove to everyone that it was a waste of my time. And... Um, my so and even when I got here I didn't want to stay I begged my parents to let me go back home because I did not want to stay I didn't want Bible college to change me and um even with that attitude um God just didn't give up on me and he um had grace and used like even the tiniest little things even um people that would just be like hey are you doing okay or um different things said in class or chapel sermons or um, at church, um, different experiences, different um, choices that I've made that he's just used to soften my heart um, to his will. And um, and so even when I didn't want it, he was there giving it to me and then also forgiving me for, like, once I did something wrong, I, he was right there and he forgave me from that. And um, I also want to publicly thank my parents for making me stay, for um, not giving up on me. Uh, they knew that I needed help, and um, even though I didn't want it, uh, for the sacrifices that they have made, and even um, just being there, even as I was um, having a hard time, just being able to call my mom up and cry to her or text her, tell her what mistake I had made, and she was right there to give me counsel and to help me and to grow from it. Okay, Stephen. I'm Stephen Hankey, freshman, uh, currently a graduate theology major. Um, as I've been coming into this month, I started thinking, I'm like, okay, God, what can I praise you for, you know, this year? What is one thing you've really done in my life? And I started thinking about it, and one of the things that stood out to me was God showed me the people he put in my life that have changed my life. Um, I don't have the time for all of them or the stories for the four I'm going to mention, but there are four in particular that stood out to me. Um, one was my Uncle Mike. Um, and just, I don't have time to go into the story there, but how God worked in my life, especially spiritually, was, the story there is just incredible. And I am different now than I was at the beginning. I didn't like it. I said, through the whole thing, and I still say it, I'm like, God, what are you doing? Every time he's like, hey, look back at who you were and who you are now. You still got to grow, but look how far you've come. And uh, the, uh, another one is my dad. Um, 
He's always been an example, a spiritual example. He's always been someone I can go to for advice, even though I don't want his advice all the time. Dad, sometimes I just want you to be sympathetic and go, hey, I understand, instead of tell me why I actually was wrong in that situation. Um, <laughs> but that's just me. But also, he's just a, a big example for me, too, just on work ethic. Like, I always knew my dad went to work every day, and then I saw the work he'd put in at home. He puts a ton of work in at home. He puts a ton of work in on the weekends and all. And then I come here, I sit in his class, and I'm like, okay, wow, you do a lot more here, too. And I would say I wonder if he ever stops, but I've heard him snoring before, so I know he stops <laughs> eventually. But uh, just the example he is. And uh, third one is my grandpa. And uh, I'm just so thankful for the example he is in my life as well. I can always, if I need advice on something or whatever, I can always ask grandpa. And uh, I'm also just thankful for how he raised my dad and my Uncle Mike. And he is the one who, you know, he raised them to fear God like, he, like they do. And... Uh, Fourth one is, I really don't know. Um, it's someone I don't have a face to, a name to. I only know the story, and honestly, I don't even know all of the story. But I'm thankful for the man who um, witnessed my grandpa when he was in the military. And my grandpa got saved, and you can see, I wouldn't be me, who I am right here, right now, if it wasn't for somebody. I don't know their name, their face, but I'm just so thankful for that person as well. But So, but so I'm just really thankful for those four people God put in my life. My name is Vanessa Almanza. I'm a junior L.A. major, and there's just a couple things that I'm very thankful for. First, I'm very thankful for my salvation and just that it's a free gift. And it does boggle my mind every once in a while just how the Lord loves us and demonstrates that love to us every single day. Um, I'd also like to praise the Lord for just the trials that he puts in our lives. Um, as that song by Ron Hamilton, I shall come forth as gold, as a goldsmith takes raw gold and just melt it down. It's a painful process, but that process just... Um, takes out the um, just the things that shouldn't be in our lives or the things that shouldn't be in that golden. Um, eventually, even though it is a hard, painful process, the whole melting down of the gold, that gold comes out as pure gold and refined. And that's something that the Lord does with trials in our lives where he's constantly refining us and constantly wanting to mold us into the image that he wants us to be just for his benefit and his use. And another thing that just kind of still that I take for granted, but I shouldn't, is just that the Lord desires to use every single one of us, desires to use me as well. One song that my church sings a lot, and I don't know the name of it, but there's one phrase that says, Jesus buried my past in the middle of God's nowhere is where it was cast, and it does um, take me back a little bit to how I could have started worshiping and serving the Lord more at an early age instead of wasting my teenage years. But I'm very thankful for God's forgiveness and that he gives us second chances every single day. I'm very grateful that his mercies are new every single morning. And lastly, I would like to thank the Lord for the parents that he's given me. I thank the Lord for the spiritual mom that he's given me and just that I can call her my best friend. I can open up to her for anything and talk about anything with her. I'm very thankful for the godly advice that she gives to me. And lastly, I'm very thankful for my dad and just the father that he is to me. Um, just the work that he puts into me being here, even though there are days when I do not want to be here and I'm very discontent with 
sometimes the standards or rules, but I realize that the Lord has brought me here for a purpose, and that purpose is to stay here and to finish school, even though there have been times where I've been wanting to quit school because it's just so hard, or this semester has been just very tough because of circumstances either back at home or circumstances with other people um, or other relationships or just other friendships too. And um, I stop and wonder, Lord, why is this happening in my life? Like, I don't think I deserve <laughs> to be going through these circumstances. Why are you doing this? Uh, but the Lord works everything out for the good, and it's to strengthen our faith, and it's also help me to just depend on the Lord more as I grow here and as I finish school here. I just shirk, <clears throat> pastoral major from military kids, so kind of everywhere. But um, I, I think last Thanksgiving or one of the Thanksgivings, <laughs> I gave uh, just a word about my dad and how he blessed me in my life. And but. At the same time, there's also another perspective of it. When, when, my, uh, when I was growing up, I was basically fatherless. I didn't really have a dad with me most of my life. Um, he wasn't there to, to teach me and instruct me, and he wasn't there to hold my hand. Um, almost my entire life, it was me and my mom. And I didn't have any friends um, I didn't have anybody to go to to get answers from. It was just me and my brain, which is not safe. <laughs> um, and many times even my mother was busy. So growing up with that, um, for a long time, that led me astray. I, I became wayward. I, um, I got involved with the wrong people. I did the wrong things. And I remember on the couch, eventually breaking and crying out to God. I'm not saved. I remember crying out to God, begging him to get me out of drugs and to get me out of that neighborhood. And though I was not saved, my dad got colon cancer. And my dad called me and he said, I haven't been with you most of my life. I want you to come live with me. So I went to go live with him in Arizona. And at that time... I was still holding on to a lot of what I had asked God to take me away from. I was still smoking cigarettes behind my dad's back. I was still hanging out with the wrong people. And I remember one day finally in a funeral service, not my dad's, but in a funeral service of a very generous, kind woman at church pastor by uh, Greg Dawson, I believe was his name. He was a very good man, and she was a good lady, and he preached the gospel. It was clear, it was simple, and I heard it, and I believed and trusted in Christ. And at that day, I was so excited. I was so happy, but I didn't have all things together, and eventually my dad passed away. I was only with him for a little bit, and my dad passed away, and I had to leave and to go live with my brother. And when I first got saved, I was stoic because I thought I had to leave everything behind. So I threw away sports, I threw away people, <laughs> I threw away basically everything. Yeah, TV, video games, I'm still working on that, trying to ask the Lord for wisdom in everything that I do, but um, God, he, I saw how he used all of that, and eventually I remember finally surrendering to go to Ambassador, and 
I stayed in a church, kind of like a monk, for three months. And every day I'd go out soul winning, and I'd come back, and I'd read the Bible, and basically didn't get any sleep. I just, like, I wrestled with so many questions, so many deep questions about God and, like, Calvinism. And why would he, um, why, in a sense, is there verses that indicate that God would force people to hell, right? Why, why is that there? And I would, I'd ask God, why, why is this here? And you love everybody. And I remember going out soul winning. Every person it seemed like I came across was some pastor of some church, and he was a false teacher. And I'm like, God, this is just getting crazier. And I didn't have answers. You know, I knew who God was, but I didn't have the answers to these questions. And I didn't have my dad there most of my life to give me answers to these questions. And when I came to college, I was stubborn, I was prideful, and God worked on my heart, still is working on my heart. And he gave me the answers to those questions, um, not really just through the classrooms, but through many ways. It seems like through people I even just, people would come up and show up at work and then they'd leave. I remember a time a man came and I didn't even know him, and apparently he was a part of an evangelistic team of, I forget the evangelists, and he was just talking to me about life. And he would talk to me and things like that. I, saw, I look at all of that, and God is our Father. God is there to be beside us and to teach us, even when nobody else is necessarily with you. And many times I think that we can depend upon so many people, but God is the one who has all the riches of knowledge and wisdom. And he will help us, and he will guide us in this life. And I thank God for being my Father. Just a moment, I'll let you go, Mrs. Thompson. You can go ahead, Elijah, that's fine. Um, after this, when this crowd finishes, we're going to have another congregational song, and we're going to have a brief. This is for the people who are like, I should have, and I held out, and I didn't, and I need to come. All right? So this last round will be a brief round after this, because I promised somebody's mother that we're going to get her to the airport on time so that she can be there for Thanksgiving, all right? So, but if you're part of that crowd that's like, ah, I missed out on it and I should have, this third, this last round will be for you, all right? And we'll do that after these. All right, Mrs. Thompson, come ahead. I'll talk fast. My name is Mary Beth Thompson, and I teach elementary education classes. I live about a half a mile from here. And it seems like a long time ago now, but on the first day of this semester, I had a strange thing that happened with my heart. And a lot of you prayed for me, and I want to thank you for that. Sometimes when something happens to our body, it makes us think of spiritual things. And I really thought I was going to see the Lord that night. And I'm thankful that I've grown up knowing that thinking about spiritual things, concentrating on our spiritual life, is way more important than our body and our soul. And that was a good emphasis in my life. And I'm thankful for those of you that prayed. I even met a lady that was a stranger. She, when she heard my name, she said, I've been praying for you. And it's because Christina Jones sent out a text to, I don't know how many people. And it hasn't happened again. And I'm really thankful for that. And I'm thankful for three things very specifically. I'm thankful for the promise of my eternal life. And I'm thankful for fellowship with other people that are walking in the light, especially my husband and the fellowship that we get to have in our marriage. 
And third, I'm thankful that the Lord has allowed us to meet some young people who do not, the light of the gospel has not shined in their hearts yet, and we're praying that they will get saved. Amen. Brother Bond. Mr. Bunn, business office, uh, Shelby, North Carolina. Um, I'd just like to thank the Lord for uh, salvation. Without that, uh, I wouldn't be here. Um, I would also like to just uh, thank the Lord for my wife. Uh, he says, if you find a wife, you found a good thing. That's my version of that. So I believe I have found a wonderful thing. And uh, I just thank uh, the Lord for my help meet. Uh, that was a wonderful message yesterday on womanhood. And uh, I just thank the Lord for my beautiful wife. And I just want to also uh, thank uh, men who have come into my life that have been godly influences. Um, they have sat and listened on the other end of a telephone as I poured out my heart to them. Um, they listened to me, and they uh, comforted me in times of need uh, with family situations. And I'd just like to uh, thank godly men for coming alongside of me and giving me encouragement um, through those times. I just thank the Lord for that. Um, Grace, the foster child, um, sophomore, um, music, uh, sophomore music major from Clarksville, Tennessee. Um, so last Tuesday, um, one of my family members passed away. Uh, it was my dog, <laughs> but she <laughs> was family to me and she meant a lot to me and just her put down kind of suddenly. Um, it really like, it messed with me and I was very I was very sad for like three days, but then the message on Thursday about thankfulness um, taught me that I can be thankful in everything, even though I don't want to be thankful that my dog's gone. I'm just thankful that the Lord knows what's best for me and um, that it's not um, my plans. His thoughts are higher than my thoughts or something like that. I don't remember. Anyway, um, just say thankful that I had a wonderful dog for eight and a half years and that um, the Lord knows what's best for me in those things. So. All right. David. David Ward from uh, Ignacio, Colorado. I'm a one-year Bible major. I do not consider it necessary to tell you which year I am in. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, couple things that I'd like, like to praise the Lord for. And to begin with, my, my life verse is Isaiah 30, 21. Nine ears shall hear a word behind thee, saying, This is the way, walk ye in it when you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. I've got a lot of friends here that I've chatted with, and they say, man, I, I can't believe I'm here. Two years before I started, I would have wanted nothing to do with the Bible college. Three years, five years. For me, it was six months. I wanted nothing to do with Bible college. I did not consider that an important thing. I had gone tech. I had gone to a technical college. This was the last thing on my mind. And God has had to steer me. And I'll tell you what, it's him steering me is, is like a blue heeler steering a stubborn steer. Back and forth, back and forth behind him. Catch one corner, catch the other corner, because the stupid steer won't go the right direction. I'll tell you what, God gets his leg room in when he's working with me. He really does. But I praise the Lord for that. I praise the Lord for his direction. And also, one other, one other verse Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen, iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. 
I want to praise the Lord for the mentality of this campus, of the people that are here, the faculty, the staff. I'll tell you what, there is an awful lot of iron on iron going on here, and it is amazing. In technical college, there was obviously, it was a secular college, but even in the areas of study, there was, there was nothing like this, nothing. And I just, I can't believe it. And I want to thank the Lord for that. And for those of you who have gone out of your way to put in an awful lot of iron-on-iron time with me, and you know who you are, I want to thank you personally. And there's a bunch of you in here. And you've gone out of your way. We've studied together. We've worked together. We've talked together. We've fellowshiped together. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. Anna Gang from Ivory Coast, um, Africa. Um, I want to thank the Lord for something that I should have been thankful one year ago, but I wasn't able to be here that day. I was um, at the emergency room, and then they sent me to the hospital. So technically, I was at the hospital um, on that day of um, Thanksgiving, giving Thanksgiving um, to God. Um, I know, um, I know Satan would not want me to give this praise to God, and I've been struggling with that. I was talking to one of the students. I don't know what is going on, but there's a voice just keeping, oh, there is nothing to be praised for. You shouldn't be praised, God, about this. But I know there is, there is a lot. There are a lot that I could be thankful for. On May 13th, 2021, my dad and I left to go to the Ivory Coast, and I had everything planned for all the ministry that I will be going, I mean, I will be doing with the youth there and the children and the young girls and the women there at my church and the other churches that my dad, um, God allowed my dad to plant there. And I had two missions um, trip that I was going to do, one and um, Ethiopia and one to um, Republic de Centrafrique, um, but I wasn't able to. One week after we got there, um, my dad left. He was on the airplane to America. And I, I came on my way to church. I passed my siblings' house and to get my nephews and my nieces. I wanted to spend time, as much time as I could with them because I wanted to experience them in a godly way to share the gospel with them and teaching them God's word. So I took them to the beach and spent um, three hours there. Then after that, I was going to take them to an uh, um, ice cream shop. I will not get ice cream, but they will. Um, so there at the beach, there was a, um, an elder, I will say. He is the secretary of one of the churches my dad plants there. And I saw him. He was sitting there drinking alcohol. It was a shock to me. So I approached him. I greet him really nicely. And I talked to him. And actually, 
talk to him about that, and I ask him, what will he think if um, somebody that he has shared a gospel with or somebody who was visiting the church um, that he go to sees that, um, what he's doing? Well, he wasn't happy with me. He gave me excuses, and he asked me that I have to prove why drinking alcohol is wrong. And I said, okay, I'll take the challenge. Um, so I said to him, I would not want to do that one-on-one with him, but I would like that to be in front of with his pastor. And he said, yeah, my pastor can be there. I would like you to show me. I was like, sure. So we gave, um, we made an appointment. Um, it will be the next Saturday, I mean the following Saturday. But then I was living with my nephews and my nieces um, at the light we stopped because the light was um, red, so we did stop. Then when it turned green, there was nobody around, nobody coming. There was not any vehicle, not, no motorcycle, so it was my turn. The red was light. I was turning left. I put my sign, my sign, whatever it is. I did. It was in my car, actually. And as soon as I would turn, there is a motorcycle that came straight and he hit my car. The children actually got really scared. They yelled. They were really screaming. So I got out, and the next thing I did, asking the guy if it was okay. He has two people behind, two girls behind him. And I asked him if it was okay. He did not answer me. I asked the girls if they were okay. They say yes. But then the guy, he took his motorcycle. He was fine. The only thing that he was worried about was his motorcycle. He took his motorcycle, and he, the first thing he did, it was he wanted to run. So I followed him, um, you know, working with him, with his motorcycle. And he never even cared about the children who was in the car, never asked if I was okay. He only cared about his motorcycle, and he wanted to run. So I was working with him, and he asked me, do you think I was going? I'm I'm going to run. I'm like, well, I didn't. I did not see anything. You're the one who said so. I I was sure that this was on your mind. Um, so then the, there are so many Muslim um, people that came around me to circle me. The kids in the car they're yelling. They circled me and they're asking, oh please, it's okay, let him go. I'm like, I did not even do anything to him. Um, then the brother in Christ who I challenged at the, I mean, drinking the alcohol came. And as soon as he came, they didn't even care about the kids who were in the car yelling. They, he just saw the damage. He's like, oh, this is going to talk, um, you know, that's like the African money. It's like, you know, $60 or 50 something dollars. And I'm like, this is not going to cost us 60 or, you know, that amount of money. Then he called someone. Nobody cared about the children. So I asked someone, I asked him to call the police or at least call my dad because my phone was discharged and I couldn't call anyone. So I asked him to call the police or call my dad or call someone, you know, that, um, that could come, like one of the pastors that could come, or my sister. He did not want it to. He's like, oh, your dad has nothing to do with this. He doesn't have to be here or the police doesn't have to be here. They circled me, and I was trying to get out to go to the guy who 
did the accident. He said he was going straight. Well, he was going straight. I made the turn, but the road was behind me. How come that he came and he just like hit me when I already turned? Then the brother in Christ who was there, the guy was sitting um, across him, like not far from him, and he gave the idea, well, we have been asking you for, to forgive him, but the guy never, never said, I'm sorry that this happened. And no one was caring about the, uh, the children in the car. And he said, well, we have been asking, you know, to forgive him, and you're not. What if the guy run? Well, the guy knew then, okay, he can run, and nothing will happen. So therefore, he did. And I was, as soon as I was going, you know, to hold his motorcycle, the brother in Christ came in front of me to block this road, the road and said, well, the guy is gone. What are you going to do then? It was a shock to me. So I took the car, and I was going to report to the police what had happened, and as well going to the hospital after I did the to the police, going to the hospital and make sure that the kids are okay. On my way there, since the guy on a motorcycle took the same road, um, took the road, that road where I was going, people thought I was following the guy to look where he was going. <sighs> on my way there, the police were on the left, on the other side of the road, the opposite way. My road is here. There is an intersection I was going to turn. Because I was going to talk to the police about it. Then, um, another motorcycle who was running from the police, they came, he came straight, actually. He was speeding. He hit me. He left his road because the police were there. And he came on the road where I was driving, and he hit me. The driver dead, I mean, died at the place, and the other one, um, he was hurt. I didn't know what was going on. Since the police were there, praise God, they have seen the scene and everything. So one of the guys called me to go, um, to come and leave, to leave everything and to come. I was really panicking because I didn't know what was going on. I was just like, okay, I see die. Well, I saw people dying. I saw, you know, rebels, you know, killing people in front of me. But I've never seen myself killing someone. Does that make me a killer? Is it dead? I was just like, I don't know what I was saying. It was just a weird thing. The guy was like yelling at me, and you stop saying that. I didn't know what was going on. So I did, and he, I don't know who the guy is. He gave me his phone, and I was able to call my dad, and he asked me to call one of the deacons there, so I did. The same Christian brother who refused to call my dad or call the police, he was the one who took the pictures at the second scene. He took the pictures, and he sent my, to my dad and told my dad, oh, your daughter has an accident. She killed someone. <sighs> my dad was on his way here. There's nothing he could do to come back. <laughs> so the police actually... They took the kids and I, and they took me to the police station. And I did not receive care for like seven, seven hours. So like all my arms was like really inflamed and my face, my neck, I couldn't move. 
um, my back as well. I was having back problem before that, but then it made it really worse. Um, then I was bleeding because there were like some glasses on my um, that pinched like my skin inside. Then later after seven hours, actually they took me to the hospital two hours later, but then at the big hospital, the friends of those young men came there. They were looking to kill me. Um, so the police came and they took me from there and they brought me back to the police station. So I did not receive any help. But in all of that, God has been so great in helping me to, to calm down and to try to think straight, which I couldn't. Then they took me back um, to another um, clinic where they didn't want anybody to know where I was um, regarding the situation. And then when the police came, they asked me what was going on, uh, what happened after other like many hours, and I explained it to them. Then one of the deacon who was supposed to be a spiritual guide for me that my dad wanted me to call him, asked me to lie um, to the police. But there were actually five kids, and he wanted me to say there were four kids. And I was like, no, that's not right. There were five kids. He said, well, if you said there were five kids, you're going to go to jail. And I'm like, but yeah, but it's not my fault. And he's like, well, it doesn't matter. You kill someone. <sighs> I just chose, I said, okay, God, I'm going to be honest. And it's okay. And at the same time, I remembered before my dad left, I told him, I said, Dad, maybe God wants me here. Maybe he wants me to go to prison. And I would love that because it would be a blessing way for me to be able to share my faith with the prisoner. And I, didn't, I did not think that would have been, you know, turning that way, that I would have been going to prison in such a way that somebody would be dead. Somebody would be dead. But then I start to think about it, I'm like, what if that was true, that what if, what if I was going to prison then? Well, I won't, I won't lie. It's okay. I will, I will still say the truth. So when the police came, I did. I said the truth. And he said, well, there were four kids. And I was, I was like, no, there were five kids. And the police look at me, and they look at him, and they say, how many kids there were? And I said, there were five. And the police look at him, and they shake their head. So later on, they were they brought it to justice. I would say that I would just try to make it short. But then, um, the brother in Christ tried to reverse the whole story of the accident and tried to publish publish it, publishing that with. Um, like the youth and the brother in Christ there that I know, my friends, to like build a case against me. And try to show where I was that the Muslim guy who were drug dealer, they would come after me to eliminate me. But God has protected me. I was using a lot of the police to protect me. That day I had that accident. The next day, the president actually changed the constitution as if anyone is involved in an accident, if it involves any death, 
it does not matter if you were in your right or you were in a wrong situation. Yeah, like you were the one who created that or you were not the one who created that. You will still go to prison. It's like it doesn't matter. If somebody is dead in the accident, it doesn't matter if you are right or not, you will go to the prison. And I have seen Satan's hands working after, you know, using people and other people, even my own Christians, brethren, pastors. And I'm not trying to say that they are all wrong and they're bad. But I've seen Satan using them against me to create a situation where I will I would not be able again to to have the freedom of serving God and to finish school. It's a long story. But looking back, I am so grateful that even though God has allowed me to go through this, it's not a fun thing to go through. But I am so thankful, not for the life that we're lost. I don't know if they were saved. But I'm so grateful that God has allowed me to to see another perspective of life and the love of the lost people and the love of those who rise against you to try to build a case. when they have the truth. Another thing that I'm thankful is that I was living on a hospital there pleading for the pastors to try to share the gospel with the one person who was left. But they did not do that. They have found money as more important and protecting the name of the Baptist church. So they have paid a lot of money for the family, which has turned to make, uh, to make me look guilty as I was trying to, you know, paying the people's family that way they will, you know, they will be okay with me not going to, you know, to prison. Or making me guilty as it was my fault as those people died. And they asked me to pay that back again, which I didn't know how I was going to provide for it. I didn't know that they were spending money. And it's just a mess. But I am just so grateful that God has worked in another way and another situation to just show me how he is powerful and he is the only one that that I could focus my eyes on. It's really easy um, to get distracted. But I am so grateful that God has been, has been taking good care of me. And even through that, he has actually allowed four of my niece, um, two of my nieces and two of my nephews to get saved, to realize that if they died, they, they would not, you know, they would go to hell. And another girl, too, to see that she needs to leave um, you need to live a pure life. It's just decision after decision after this accident. And I am so grateful for that. I am. All right. You two gentlemen, I will tell you this. Uh, you deserve a medal. But just remember, the first shall be last and the last shall be first. All right. So, Levi, we'll start with you. 
And then Ryan, go ahead. All right, I'm Levi Fox. I'm a freshman missions major from the Show Me State of Missouri. And I just wanted to uh, thank God for the truth of Romans 8:28 that all things work together for good. I mean, coming to college, I didn't really want to come. I was not enthused about it. And, um, you know, God has just worked in my life through a lot of struggles, even over the midterm area in some spiritual areas and just needing to grow. And I, I'm just thankful for um, my pastor and my parents and my friends here who are praying about it, uh, just to, that I got through it and that, you know, all is good in the end. And um, just also thankful for my roommates who we've been able to get along great, and that's been a big blessing. But, yeah, just thankful for the whole college experience so far. Ryan. Ryan Delay, sophomore pastoral major from Williamstown, West Virginia, and I just want to thank the Lord. He has been so good to me, so much more than I deserve. And I'm really thankful that the Lord, He not only saved me, He not only created me, but yet He has a plan for my life and He has ordered my steps. And I'm just so overwhelmed at the greatness of God that He orders my steps. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And I just want to thank the Lord so much that He cares enough about me that he has a plan for my life, and I just want to thank the Lord for that. Amen. Thank you for sharing that. Let's stand together. For those of you that were promised round three, the time is up. Uh, so we're not able to do that, but, I, you know, there are some of you that have praises that you haven't come up. Like, for instance, I see Jared Prawl. Jared has a praise. 